Hey, sweet friends. My name is Chef Schomburg. I started my baking business with a bottle of Di Serrano and one Bundt cake pan. Fast forward to today from news to magazines, speaking on national stages and more, I can truly say that baking has changed my life. So now, as a bakery business coach, I get to help others have the same success. I've helped hundreds of my students across the world in my global membership program create six-figure businesses, mainly from home. The Baking for Business podcast is an extension of that, from actionable tips to valuable tools and resources that can impact you as a business owner. I truly believe, y'all, we would never have been given a gift if we couldn't profit and prosper from it. So come on, darling. What are you waiting for? Hey, what's up, you guys, and welcome back to the Bacon for Business podcast. I got a question for you. Have you ever had a desire to step out of your passion and like do it full time? Because I know some of you guys do this on the side. If so, then today's podcast is for you. But let's take it a step further. What happens when your passion is super niche? Well, today we're talking to Rachel, who is the owner of Cake Pops by Rachel. And if you have a desire to get your business on and popping, as the young people say, then I hope that today's podcast really shares some information on you. Rachel is the owner of Cake Pops by Rachel, which is located in Washington. And she has an amazing story of how this teacher went to popping, and is now actually still teaching what she loves best. And we're going to hear all about it. So, hey, Rachel, how are you? Welcome, darling. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here and be chatting with you today. Oh, we're so happy to have you. So, Rachel, just a little bit about about, uh, your background. You're actually a teacher, correct? Yes. Yeah, I originally went to college got my degree in elementary education and I hit the ground running right out of school, got, did all the steps and found the school I wanted to teach at. And I stayed there for almost, I think it was almost 10 years, eight, eight, nine years. And while I was, I loved it. I love teaching. I have always loved working with kids. Um, I loved that. I felt like I was making a difference in kids' lives. I worked in a fairly, you know, high needs area and it just, It was, I found that it was just something I was naturally good at and loved doing. Um, And it's just, it's been something that has always been something that I've sought out in life and really loved to do. So, yeah. That's that's awesome. And what subjects did you teach? I was, it's kind of a unique subject. Not all schools have this. I was an elementary math specialist. So I actually taught the kids who maybe had a little bit harder time with math. Um, needed a little bit of extra help, but I loved it because I got to see kids from kindergarten all the way up to fifth grade. So I I really, really loved specializing in just that. That is awesome. And so as a teacher, like most people, you know, we're told go to college, get a job. Mm-hmm. And so you, you did that, you follow the rules, but at what point in time, at what year did cake pops come into your life? So it's kind of funny. I I love to cook. I really, actually, I tell people I love cooking more than I love baking. Um, but I do, I, you know, I would always be making treats and stuff for my, my, I have two brothers, like my family I love to bake with my mom and my grandma. Um, but what I found was I really wanted something else. And actually when I was in college, I bought the Bakerella cake pops, the very, the OG, uh-huh. like, recipe book heart. I tell people it's like, it was a book you had to hold. 
Yeah. Like it was not on the internet. There was nothing you could just, you couldn't Google. There wasn't even Pinterest was not a thing yet. And I found this book and was like, what are cake pops? Thought they looked super cute and fun. And I was like, I was invested in this. Like I said, this was when I was still in college and I was just like newly married. And I just dove head first. My sister-in-law was pregnant with her um, daughter and um, she was having like an owl themed baby shower. And so I found inside this recipe book that I was like my Bible, <laughs> I found owl cake pops in there and I followed every single step. And I mean, it took me hours. I think I probably cried. Like there was just so much that I invested in there and the pages are dirty in that thing. I should have, I should have brought it to show you, but um, yeah. So I, I made those for my sister-in-law's baby shower. And she, I mean, everybody loved them. Cake pops were like pretty new. This was over 10 years ago now and cake pops were pretty new. And like I said, Pinterest was just starting to come around. So people were like, just word of mouth. We're like, Oh, you make these for this a birthday party. And I did that kind of just for fun for a few. I didn't like really have a Facebook page or anything like that. Um, and then I decided that I was going to just kind of put that on hold because my teaching job was starting to be really demanding. Um, I had gotten hired and I just was feeling like I didn't really have the time. So I kind of put it on the back burner for a little while. And so you said you started uh, when you were in college and that you love cooking. Does that influence come from anywhere? Is there anyone in your family or is that just something yeah. that you picked up yourself? Yeah, no, my mom is an amazing cook. She and baker, like she's so good. Um, and actually she learned how to cook from my dad's mom. Um, who she was an incredible, she was a stitches stay at home. You know, it was early, it was sixties when she had her kids. And so it was like very typical. She was a stay at home mom who made everything from scratch. I still have like her pie recipe that I make every single year at Thanksgiving. And, um, and so my mom would always like, she wanted me and my brother, she always had us in the kitchen helping and letting us, you know, do things with her. And so I think that that really made me just love trying new things and watching her. And she just, she loves like Asian food and she loves every, she's always trying something fun and new. And so I think that's really where it originally came from, from for me. That's awesome. It's always a blessing to have those uh, memories of people, other people in our family that we get to be around who bake or cook or have that exact passion. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so now fast forward a little, what made you pick this up? And when was the turning point to which you said, okay, I think I'm going to try this out as a business. Did you try your business out part-time first while you were yes. teaching? Yes. And this is like uh, what I always tell my students even is, you know, test out, test it out a little bit because I, where I was at in my life, like fast forward eight years, I had been teaching and I did. I love teaching. I worked with my best friend, which was amazing. We worked side by side. I loved working with her. Um, it was such a great experience, but it was getting hard because I had had my third son in 2019 and, you know, I was just feeling so torn between, I didn't really want to just be a full-time stay-at-home mom, but I felt like I was paying all this money to for childcare and not getting to see my kids. Mm -hmm. And even though I was technically part-time at the school, I was really missing and just feeling like, I don't want to pay all these people this money to be at home. And my husband was actually, I'm, I was like on the internet Googling like jobs I can do from home. Like 
I just was like, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of like, we were struggling going through like nannies, like crazy, just having bad experiences. And the nanny we loved had left. And I was Googling and Kyle, my husband was like, why don't you make cake pops again? (laughs) And I was like, do you think so? Like, should I? I don't know. It's like nervous to put yourself back out there. And I, it was like, oh, I no, you know what? Actually, I hadn't even had my third son yet. I was pregnant with him when I started it back up. That's what it was. And I had finished the school year and I was like, you know what? Okay, we're going to put my, and I got a great response. I was like, okay, it just blew up. Nobody around here makes cake pops like that. And um, word of mouth really helped me out. I restarted up my Facebook page and just, I did it part-time. I was just doing it part-time at that moment. That's awesome. And how important was that, that kick in the pants from your hubby? Because a lot of times, and I'm sure you've probably met people like this, which is why you offer, you and I both offer a supportive community, but not everyone has that type of uh, support. So it sounds like the hubby was rooting more for you than you Mm -hmm. actually were rooting for you. How important is that support? It's huge. And he, it still is that way. He still is like, you're good at this. You are, he, I'm not the best, but he's always like in my corner. He's like, you're the, you're the best. You're so good. Like, and he was like in it from the beginning. He's always been in it. He's out here wrapping cake pops. He's out here rolling cake pops. He, he, he was at the beginning and he still, if I'm out, you know, working till late, he'll come and pack orders for me. And it is huge to have, even if it's maybe not your husband, maybe taking a while to get on board, even if it's not your husband, just having anybody, either a supportive community of bakers, or you need a family member, a friend that's going to encourage you along the way to keep on going when it's like really hard and you're doing two jobs at once or three. Um, because I needed that to get through that really hard season in order to be able to quit my nine to five and do this full time. I love that. And now you mentioned a good point with that support and with the orders raking in and the the talent, because you said, I'm I'm not that good. And it's crazy because as entrepreneurs, we always struggle with that, with either we're, we're our own worst cr- critics, we're always 100%. in our head, everyone mm-hmm. goes through imposter syndrome. And so at what point did you decide? Because clearly you were good. Okay, let's take this thing from part-time to full-time. So I decided I would give myself one year of teaching while I was doing this and it was really taking off. And also this is when like Instagram was getting really big too. Well, I mean, it wasn't that long ago, Um, but I found that like Instagram, I was like growing really fast and I found like a little community inside of Instagram and locally I was really growing. Um, And so I told myself that I would give my, I would do one year in my job and doing cake pops. And at the end of the year, I would see like, I'm very list driven. And so I was like, I'm going to drop pros and cons. And I want to see what are the pros of staying teaching? And I like, what do I love most? And I was just like, while I'm going to miss working with my best friend and these kids, I miss, I still miss the kids big time. Um, While I'm going to miss these things. I just was like being here with my boys and being able to go pick up when somebody's sick at school and um, you know, be there when the babysitter can't come or we can't find a babysitter. I want to be the one who's watching my boys, but then also I'm growing something that is my own. And I found that I was just like, I wanted to be a business owner and I wanted to make this a real thing. And with the support of my husband and because, uh, believe me, there were months when 
I was not making money. I was making enough money to like keep my cake pop business going. And that was it. Um, but I found that my list of taking the leap was longer to, you know, go off and do my own thing. And I felt like I could be a mom, but I could also be a creative business owner too. And it's not always perfect. It's not balanced like ever. Sometimes I'm a way better mom and maybe not as great of a business owner. And sometimes the mom, you know, mom and ain't easy. And I'm just like struggling being a mom. And maybe I'm like, the business is doing really well and I'm business busy with that. So I've had to learn to kind of be gracious with myself there. But um, it, I, I also, I didn't just quit right away. I, cause I was like very nervous because, you know, that was in my insurance. Cause my husband is also self-employed. That was my insurance. That was, you know, everything. Um, and so we, I, I took a year leave of absence. Um, actually I ended up being two before I finally, they were like, okay, Rachel, you need to decide <laughs> <laughs> what you going to do. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Like, you know, get off the pot. <laughs> That, that that that's awesome but I, I love what you said mom and ain't easy and a lot of our listeners on the podcast are moms a lot of my students are moms and again I do find that you guys as moms are so hard on yourselves so you, you definitely said the right thing by just giving yourself grace and so now you're you're doing this thing you're mm-hmm. full time what were some of the ways that you actually grew your business locally? Because one thing I do admire about you is that I do see you at the shows and I know you do sell to coffee shops. And I think the power of community, I'm always telling people, you know, you want to go fast, go by yourself, but you want to go far, go with others. And so for Kate Pops by Rachel, what were the, some of the things you did in order to grow your business so that those orders could come in and people in your community could get to know you more? Well, as I said, I have three boys. So I really, and um, my husband has a very big family of nieces and nephews and actually somebody who else I have to mention was super supportive. And in my corner of doing this and starting my business was my sister-in-law and she has, he has lots of sisters and they're all, I'm so close with all of them and they're all very supportive. But, um, one of them in particular was like, she really, she's does like parties and stuff and design. And she did like invitations for a really long time. And so she was like, anytime she had a party, she was like, you know, she'd come up with a theme and I would make some super cool, fun cake pops for that party and that theme. And we'd go all out and she would share my photos. And that's really one of the huge things that has always been helpful is I had a great community of just my close people that were like, you know, if they had a birthday party, they've always asked me to do cake pops. And, and at the beginning I was doing them all. Like I was getting out there as much. I was hustling big time to really put myself out there. And I was like bringing them to my, you know, I'd give them to as like coaches or teachers gifts for my kids and like preschool. I'd bring them for Valentine's day parties, any way that I could put myself out there and grow. Um, you know, just asking people if you, if you take a picture of my stuff, like, can you share it and tag me and just, I'm not, I don't naturally gravitate towards like being a seller. It's like very, it's not natural for me, mm-hmm. but I kind of just had to find a way to make it a little less gross and just, just ask. And like, you don't, you, there's, it doesn't, it's the answer is never yes. If you don't ask. So man, I just, I, I, I just had to beat feet and put it, not be ashamed of give people all the people my cake pops. <laughs> Girl. I, I, I love that. You said two things. I love you said, uh, beat feet and I'm not a natural seller. And I think that's so important because 
a lot of us were always so stuck in the gift. But I find that one of the best ways, and I tell my students all the time, it is so easy to sell when you serve. And so, like you said, you know, you were giving them to the teachers, you were giving them to people in your community. I love that. But not only that, you were getting out, which is what I tell people too. like, we're not going to accomplish anything behind Instagram all all or people, people say too, that they're trying to share. They've, they've been sharing on Facebook. They're like, Oh no, nothing's happening. And I'm like, you got to go places. Thank you. The, the post office people, they need cake pops <laughs> Come to the post office people. If you don't know who to help give some cake pops to the post office because they could use a little happy in their day. And, and that's just like what I was trying to do. And then I also, I do have a little bit of an advantage living here in Washington state because the rumors are true. We love our coffee and there is a coffee stand, not even, not even a coffee shop. There's a coffee stand. Every time you turn your head, they are everywhere. Like within a 10 mile radius, there are countless. And I had just one coffee company reach out to me. And once other people found out that I was selling two coffee shops, that's when I really explored the wholesale side and decided that that was going to be an option for me as well. And that was when I had, I had quit my job at this point, but. um, I love that. And so you quit your job, you're growing brand awareness and -hmm. you're doing a wholesale, which we talked a little bit about earlier, but to let people know, so you are a cottage baker, but you also lease commercial space. Yeah. So um, in, in Washington state, it's actually called a, I have a food processor's license. Awesome. So um, it took a lot of research and people ask me this all the time. And I know you've had people on your podcast that are so knowledgeable. And I've actually been referring people to that because um, every state is so different. And I actually had to change my license. I had to go back through the process um, and get a new license with a, a licensed commercial kitchen in order to be able to wholesale to other businesses for resale. But but there's nothing wrong with that. And I I mm-hmm. love that. Did you were there any obstacles? Because sometimes I meet a lot of new people who are just afraid to get their LLC or who are afraid to, you know, get the license. And I'm like, you guys, like yeah. Google it, Secretary mm-hmm. of State, Department of Agriculture. Mm-hmm. So yep. were you ready to make the the switch or were there any obstacles you had to cross? Did it scare you thinking about a commercial yeah. space? Yeah, it did. And I, I feel fortunate that I again, this goes back to my supportive community. Um, there is a bakery in the town that I live in. It's Lydia's cakes and confections. And she was like, called me up and was like, I have people asking for cake pops all the time. I do, I do wedding cakes. And will you, would you want to sell your cake pops in here? And she had just got her storefront. And I mean, she's been also one of my biggest cheerleaders throughout because she's not only sold my cake pops in there. She even like, she put a sticker of my logo on the window, which felt so cool to see your your logo on a store. Um, and so when I was talking about wanting to wholesale, you know, she had, her and I had talked about renting out her kitchen space. So, cause I have done other spaces and it's expensive. It is, you have to really make sure that this is something you want to do because renting commercial space is expensive. And so I'm fortunate that it's somebody who, you know, I know I knew she wasn't out here to like gouge me or just like charge me a ton for nothing. And so she's been really, really supportive. And I feel very fortunate to have found her and it's been a huge help. So that was my biggest obstacle. And, um, I had already done most of the work as far as like, um, you know, making the labels and all the things I'd done it for the cottage license. So that was good. Cause I just transferred it over, but there were other things and fees that I needed to pay. So that's really awesome because 
too often when I meet bakers, they always have this mentality of, you know, my competition, that's my competitor. Yeah, you're actually using the space from another baker, which I think is so clever because a lot of times we don't look at it. And I share this with my my storefront owners. I'm like, you know, there's different ways for you to make money with your storefront. And that's one of them. Like someone Mm -hmm. else can use your bakery at night who is not in competition. And so shout out to uh, Lydia. I think it's so cool to know that another baker is supporting another baker. Mm -hmm. But during this whole time, like you said, when you started with the owl and then you, you did them for your sister. One thing I noticed though, is you never strayed away. And so many people struggle with picking a niche. Like they maybe want to do cake pops on Monday, brownies on Tuesday, macaroons on Wednesday. And I'm like, (laughs) yo, slow the hell down. Like, (laughs) damn, because when you're the jack of all trades, it can be the master of none. So Mm -hmm. how is it for you to, was it, just always like, this is my thing. This is my love. I'm comfortable. Or did you ever battle going off the path and, you know, having those thoughts of, well, I won't make money unless I make wedding cakes. Or was it just like, nah, this is my jam. First of all, wedding cakes have always been a hell no for me. Never. (laughs) (laughs) It's a never, it's never been a consideration. They terrify me. I leave them to Lydia and like all the other, no, 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 no. I... (laughs) I, I did go through a phase where I was like, oh, should I maybe like offer cake sickles, which, you know, it's cake pop. That's bigger on a popsicle stick. They're cute. I love them. I think there's people that do such a great job. And I was like, oh, how do I, I tried. I, that's as far as I've really branched out. I've done some like treat boxes with like super easy things, but it just, I love, honestly, the baking part. I don't, it's not, I'm not thrilled about that part. It's the with cake pop, it's the artistry and the tiny details for me. It's the little making something out of a little like ball of cake. And then it's like a gorgeous piece of art. And that I just was like, why would I look anywhere else? People love this. They love the taste of it. Not only that it's pretty, but they love how they taste. I'm comfortable with this. Um, yeah, it's, it was a little tempting, especially when I quit my job, I was like, Oh, I got to offer all the things now. And I got to grow and expand. No. Yeah. I, it, it, I reeled it back in very, very quick. <laughs> I love that. And so anyone listening who is a cake popper, or maybe you're not a cake popper, but you're in another niche, uh, definitely that's really great words of advice is to just reel it in and do what makes you um, happy. And I'm glad you kept that path. And like you said, you said you're not a baker. I actually love your feed. So if you guys are on uh, Rachel's feed, check out Cake Pops by Rachel on Instagram, and I'll have her feed linked in the show notes. But you even show up with your box mixes. One of the recent ones was, uh, I I have one in my cupboard too, but the new Dolly, I haven't tried Yes. So when we talk about bakers and and having Mm -hmm. a business and putting yourself out there, did did it ever dawn on you? Did you ever think, holy crap, my clients will leave. People are going to leave me if they see I use a box or because I tell them like my customers, they eat box. They they ask for box specifically. They're like, well, you do Betty because I don't like nothing. Like I'm like, (laughs) damn. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Genuinely, I genuinely like I am very me. I am just like unapologetically myself, whether it's like, you know, on, on trend, like, or whatever, or what Instagram, what I'm supposed to look like on the internet. And I 
mess up and I look like a dork all the time. Like, but when I made like the real of me buying these box cake mis- mixes, and if you don't know about box cake gate, then you got to go check it out. But I bought these box cake. I'm just showing what I'm buying at Walmart. I never, ever would have imagined that the people that are just like, do your customers know that you use this? I'm like, I'm out here posting it on the gram. I mean, I am sure I show every step of what I do. I'm, I don't hide anything. I, it tastes good. It tastes good. People love it. I love it. It's, it's works for me. I just do what works for me. I do. I've tried lots of different strategies and things, and this is what works for me. And it gives me the best result. gives my clients the best result. I never, ever, ever would have thought just sharing what I'm doing on a daily basis would have just been created that big of a reaction from the internet, but. And that's a blessing and shout out to, to any baker that mm-hmm. listens to this um, because we have a lot of listeners, but what I will say, one thing I didn't like was that it wasn't the customers, it was actually the bakers. And so just mm-hmm. the FYI bakers out there listening, you don't have to shade another baker or comment mm-hmm. on somebody else's practices. Mm-hmm. If you see them doing something that doesn't align with you, then just keep scrolling, but please don't knock on how someone else makes money. Cause I yeah. remember I saw the comments and I was like, uh, no, see, this is not, we, I'm in the comments too. Like if you don't get off there, you better leave my buddy alone. Like we are not going to do this. <laughs> I had so, I was like, I had so many people. I'm like, thank you so much. Just going to battle in the comment section with these trolls. And you know what? It, it gave me thick skin. It taught me a lot. It sounds so silly, but I was like, dang, this is like being in like high school again. I'm going to be right. out here, you know, and you have to, you have to pick and choose with social media. You have to decide what you're going to respond to, what you're going to block and delete, what you're going to ignore. And, but also I was like, I am going to respond to some of these. I am going to defend myself. And if you're going to come in here and say these things out of nowhere, then, then I am also going to say what I want to say. That's right. And so I think that is something you have to decide what's right for your business. I love that. I love cursing people out. I know I probably shouldn't, but it is to me, to me, it's one of those benefits. It, just, it needs to happen sometimes. It needs to happen. And even when we look at bigger corporations, you know, mm-hmm. even Wendy's is actually known for clapping back at people on Twitter. Yeah. You know, yes. Burger King and McDonald's have actually gone head to head. And you would think, yeah. well, these are businesses. Shouldn't they be professional? No, they show up every other week and go at it. So when and, and, and that's exactly what I yeah. was had had said with pe- people had actually told me like, you know, you sh- this isn't how you should be responding. If you're a business owner, this is. A- and I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Because if you're going to come, I, I should be able to defend myself or, pe- oh, my favorite, my favorite was um, if you can't handle people saying these things and you shouldn't be posting on social media. And I was like, that's uh, absolutely what's wrong with this world. It is not true. I am going to still defend myself because this is my livelihood. This is my business. This is something that I am proud of. And you coming on here, you are attacking me. And so I am going to defend myself how I see fit. And, you know, if you can come and say what you want, I think that I'm going to too. And I don't think that people don't like that then they shouldn't be a customer of mine because I'm always going to be me and always going to put forth what I believe first. So 
And I love that. I love that about every person. I think there is, again, we're not showing up. We're not cursing at people every other day. We show up, we share, we educate. But that one time in which someone does say something, I do feel that, you know, as, as, as Christians, I know we're supposed to, you know, turn the other cheek and do this. But like Mm -hmm. you said, it, there's nothing wrong with defending yourself. It's not what you say, but how you say it. And those type of posts, they've gone viral on your account. You've got great attention, but not negative attention. You're now getting attention from other bakers who are saying, you know what? I'm a a popper. I don't like the wedding case. I don't like this. This is my niche. Mm -hmm. Like, how can you help Mm -hmm. me? And so you show up and you're giving tutorials all the time. You gave Halloween, Thanksgiving. You recently, oh, something I could talk about all day, but you recently did the comic art trend, which I love because I'm always telling Obsessed people, with it. you don't follow trends, you make yeah. trends your own. Mm-hmm. And so rather than you saying, oh, well, I got to do cakes now because comic cakes are trending. You were like, no, nah, I'm going to take this and I'm going to turn it into a pop, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. And, and I, exactly. I love that. So how is it now teaching? Because you have people who are following you, who you're helping. These tutorials are helping other people nail a technique. And so fast forward, you're like the new Bakerella. How How is that? <laughs> well, I wish, but I'm just, you know, I'm still just figuring it out. But it's something that, uh, and thank you so much for all the kind words. You're so sweet. But I have really found that I love that I can still make cake pops Mm -hmm. for people and no, I don't do it all by myself. I have employees who help me that are, you know, some part-time employees that are amazing to help with the making of the cake pops part. Um, But now I can focus a little bit more on helping and teaching. And, you know, at the very start of this podcast, I talked about how I really, I have a teacher's heart that I I love. I love teaching and I missed that because, you know, I'm, I'm home. I'm by myself. I'm baking by myself. Most of the time I'm a social person and I was really missing that aspect. And even though it's virtual, just being able to, even if I'm just doing a live on Instagram, hearing people say, I love that so much, or this helped me, or they'll send me a picture afterwards and be like, I sold these for my Valentine's day presale. And I, you know, thanks for this tip. All those things, just getting people who are constantly showing up and, showing me their progress and we're working together and they're figuring things out has just like, seriously, I've said it before, but it's just filled my teacher heart. And it's a real thing. Um, I, I have missed it. I missed helping people improve. And so this is just kind of a way for me to incorporate two loves that I have love of teaching and making cake pops. Um, it's, it's not always perfect, but it's really been something that I've loved to do recently. And I'm thankful for the internet for that. That's a blessing. But to me, uh, personally, no no shade to anyone listening. I find the best teachers are uh, people that have actually done it because I tell people all the time. I'm like, look, if I'm not the coach for you, because I know I, yeah. I got a potty mouth. I'm like, that's fine. But you need to find someone else who has done whatever the hell it is that they're trying mm-hmm. to teach you. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. that's what I love now, which is why I wholeheartedly uh, support this. You know, I saw a post of yours and I DM'd you and I was like, Hey, Rachel, like you, you got talent. You're amazing. And so yeah, I'm so thankful. Tell us about that. The next level, which I think is so amazing. So you now have your own school. So now people who have 
followed you. They've watched the coffee shops and the businesses and the wholesale orders you've had. They watched you fulfill stuff. You share behind the scenes and you're sharing your struggle of a business owner, but also you're sharing your amazing wins when you're momming. And now you have your own entire new community. Congratulations, Rachel. Thank you so much. (laughs) Tell us about your cake pop school for anyone who's ever listening to this, what it's all about and who you serve. So School of Cake Pop, I'm so proud. It started out as just an online course. And um, while I had a great time and it was an online course for beginners, um, I really had fun making that, but I wanted more. And like I was just talking about, I was missing the interactive teaching concept. It was nice to be able to put this together in a nice little package for people to purchase, but I was missing the engagement. And so figuring out that I could come up with a subscription to where it wasn't just a I'm going to get this monthly, but also we could have a place to engage with each other and talk about things, bring up topics, and I can just constantly be adding new stuff for them and listening to what their needs are. And it's it's great because it's a place where people of all le- skill levels can come. So you can ha- literally have never opened a box of cake before, and you can join School of Cake Pop, and you can learn how to make cake pops from watching the School of Cake Pop course, and then all the other interactive things of learning from others and then learning from the little tips and tricks that I'm adding in. And so it's new. It's like a little baby that I've just put out into the universe. But what it is so far has just been so fulfilling. And I've loved seeing people who are like, hey, I just started with you in January. And I had my first sale in Valentine for Valentine's Day. And they just like took off and they're creating their own business pages and it's been so rewarding and exciting for me and for my students to see. Oh, that is that is so awesome. I, I love supporting um, other teachers and I'm so happy to hear about that school of cake pop. That sounds amazing. Uh, but you're closing the door soon, right? Like I know when this airs, they'll yes, still be open. Yes. But for anyone listening, how much time do they have to sign up? They have until March 30th. Doors will close March 30th. And then they'll pro- it'll probably not open again for another six to eight months. So um once doors close, yeah, I'm I'm it's just because I really want to be able to spend time focusing on serving my students. Mm-hmm. I want to be in there answering their questions back and forth, talking in the comments and you know, creating content, not just on I want I will still be on Instagram and I tell people that all the time. I'm not going away. Um, but I want to be able to serve those people. So that's why, yes, doors close March 30th. I love that. Yes. So service, having a heart of serving is what mm-hmm. I'm all about. And I love hearing that that's what you're all about also, because that's what drew me to you. And so you were telling me, I know now you're happy because you get to teach again, but mm-hmm. you actually love teaching so much that you coach your son's basketball team. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's so, so many people are surprised. I am an athlete also at heart. So I like, I've played sports all my whole life, volleyball, basketball, fast pitch, all of it, my whole life. And so, yeah, my oldest is nine. He's in third grade and they needed coaches this year. So I was like, well, I told my husband, I'm like, we're doing this. He's my assistant. <laughs> That is really fun. That's awesome. And so to any moms who are listening, who are in their corporate career that are trying to maybe follow their passion, be it cake pops, brownies, baking or whatever. uh, What advice do you have to those who want to be a business owner and they're still momming it, as you call it? Man, I feel like that's like a that's such a big question, but it is so huge. And I get it a lot. I would just say give yourself grace 
Don't try to be all of the things all of the time. But if you have a passion, don't ignore it. You can be a mom, a good mom, and a business owner at the same time. You just have to take it day by day and see, like, if you if you have a full time job, don't just immediately drop that. Stay with it for a little while and do and list out, lay out the pros and cons. Like, what are what is most important to you? And if being home with your kids more and doing what you're passionate is more important than that's what you need to do. And I just, I just tell people all the time, because I have to say it to myself is don't be hard on yourself. If you feel like, Oh, I should just only be focusing on my kids or no, we don't have to do that. We can be a good mom and still own a business and run a business and be successful um, in our businesses and still be good moms at the same time. It just, it's balanced. Some days are good, great mom days. And some days are great business owner days and that's okay. Awesome. I love that. Balance is what it's all about. And you have definitely balanced from being a teacher to a popper to a teacher again, because you never (laughs) stop. Yes, I love it. And so Rachel, it's that time. Are you ready for lightning round? I think I'm ready. You ready? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What is your favorite color? Purple. Awesome. What is a dessert you cannot live without? Nerds. Nerds. Oh, let me be specific. Nerds clusters. Oh my gosh. Oh, I like I know. It's candy for me. I know. Yeah. I like the nerds rope with the little gel in the middle. Oh, oh yes. All <laughs> nerds in all variety. I know. I got a who, problem. Who is your celebrity crush? If I had to just pick one immediately, I would the first one that came to mind, Jason Momoa. Oh, okay. That's a nice one. <laughs> What is, I have a feeling I know the answer, but what is your favorite book? My favorite book, the Harry Potter series. What? I know I can't choose one of them. I think if I had to choose one, maybe it would be number three. Yeah. Oh, big Harry Potter fan. Do you want to know, fun fact, what I got for my birthday from my sons and my husband? What's that? I got the, I got two new Harry Potter Lego sets because I build Legos in my free time. That's my hobby. (laughs) That's what I do. In the little bit of spare time I get, I build Legos. Okay. <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with Harry Potter. He's a little cute now that he's grown up. <laughs> and, and what is your favorite kitchen utensil? My favorite kitchen utensil would have to be my cast iron pan. Cast iron pan? Yeah. What does you- that count? I guess so. What are you making with the cast iron? Cornbread? Oh, am I supposed to, is that have to be for baking? Not, not really, but generally that's what people say. But now you got me curious what you're making with your cast well, iron. Well, because, you know, <laughs> like for, I'm thinking like, it was just the first thing that popped in my head because like I said, I am more of a, I like to cook more than I really, like I bake, I bake cakes, but it's not like, you know, it's the same thing every single day. Ain't with nothing the wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You making some fajitas, some fried chicken or what? Everything goes in the cast iron pan. Everything. And but if I had to choose a second, because, you know, this is baking, it would be my KitchenAid because it does all the hard work for me. So that's just like a given. Everybody loves it. It's the best. I have the big guy that I won. Oh. Mm-hmm. In a cake pop competition. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. I love that. Well, hey, nothing like a free one. Well, those mm-hmm. are all amazing answers from the bottom of my heart. Rachel, thank you so much for coming on a Bacon for Business podcast today. It was such a pleasure getting to know more about you. 
Chef, I enjoyed chatting with you every single time and all your encouragement, your positivity, just you yourself. I love, I've loved getting to know you more too. And just, I can't thank you enough for having me today. You are more than welcome, beautiful. Yay, how awesome was that, you guys? You know, even if you're not a cake pop or if you don't offer cake pops, I hope that you really picked up on the motivation to just walk in your passion. I'm finding so many people, it doesn't matter if they went to college, they have a, a degree, a college background. You know, when you have a passion and a calling, you can't run from that. And let's have more of that. Let's have more courageous people. Let's have more courage in our industry to just really walk into our gift. You know, the Bacon for Business podcast is all about sharing stories and motivation to not only inspire us, but to also open up our minds. And so we know, okay, if this person could do it, you know, I really do need to listen to that voice tugging inside of me. I really do need to give it a go. And so I hope that regardless of if you were a cake popper or not, that this episode gave you the inspiration to get things on and popping in your business. Anywho, if you are a popper, then be sure to check the show notes. I have Rachel's information if you want to follow and definitely get more continuing education specifically for the cake poppers who are in that particular field. I love you guys all. Whatever it is you're making, I know that your business has the opportunity to pop and flourish with tons of success. All right, now I'm going to stop with the popping jokes. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, do me a favor, screenshot it right now and tag me at Baking for Business as well as at Cake Pops by Rachel and let her know if this meant something to you. I appreciate you guys for listening. Can't wait for you to come back next week. Take care. Bye for now.